Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person with lots of scruples, Sean. <laughs> I left my scruples in my other pants, man, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know exactly what scruples are. I just know if you don't have a lot of them, you're a bad person. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't need. I don't need scruples? society projecting its scruples on me. <laughs> what are what are scruples? Scruples sounds like something. Oh, go ahead. It's time for Jesse's vocabulary corner. Oh, a feeling of doubt or hesitation in regards of morality or the propriety of a course of action so i did use it for right oh you used it right yeah I, it kind of sounds yeah. like uh something you experiment with in college like yeah i did scruples once but you know <laughs> it was a bad trip <laughs> are you ready to bear it all oh so looking forward to are, this are you are you ready to have a earth sign day <laughs> very nice that was supposed to be pun on f- fine day <laughs> um uh, are you are you ready to have a tasty tasty pastry that's almost like a Danish <laughs> and made with cinnamon? This just got weird. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I knew where you were going. We're talk- and then I and then then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Ursa Major. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, this is my favorite favorite Soviet super soldier. Oh yeah. So, what, who, is, why, or so major? <laughs> uh, he is he is the best Soviet super soldier. I mean, I guess technically Dark Star has more appearances because the champions and stuff, but no one no one comes close to Ursa Major. Uh, and it I, it's got it's mostly historically, I think it's because of the visual because he is either a strapping Soviet man who turns into a large brown bear, or he is a large brown bear. <laughs> Who turns into a strapping Soviet man? I don't. I'm not sure which way it goes, but either way, it's uh, cool. Okay, this is my first segment of. You're wrong. I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this segment's called <laughs> "Shut Your Mouth." <laughs> this segment is "Get Into Your Lane, Loser." No, uh, no, a 100 percent a man who can turn into a bear. Is it though? 100 percent from the beginning of his. Like I have an actual panel that explains it. I could send it to you. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. It says hurt badly from the Martian mutant. Wait, from the Martial what? Hurt badly from something. Uh the Mar- the mutant loses control over his bear form and becomes a man again. Well, but see? I mean that that doesn't mean that that's his original form. I'm telling you, man. There's no directionality here. He very mel- very may well be a bear who turns into a man. <laughs> so, are you saying that when this bear original form gets damaged to what? Actually, you know what? That could be. It, it. could be. It totally could be. That could. <laughs> you may damn have just, you. you may, now this is now this segment is called. You're wrong, man. <laughs> no, no. This is maybe. That's technically sound logic. <laughs> That's a good name for a segment. Maybe? Okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, he's a bear who turns into a man. And he is oh, or or he's definitely a man who turns into a bear, but whatever. Or get you know, maybe given his chosen community, maybe he's a bear who turns into a bear. <laughs> we we don't know. Well, he could be a bear that turns into a bear. One of them 
people want to doink and the other one well actually <laughs> well, people probably want to doink the other you, one but you never we don't know. accept those people yeah, yeah it's different it's a whole different show man so yeah. i i know him from i mean basically the soviet super soldiers who would pop in and out of comics in the in the 80s and and my most vivid memory of him prior to a couple recent series in the past year my most vivid memory of him is from x-men versus avengers that miniseries the original one volume one Okay, because I was about to say the thing that made me want to not read comics. No, 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 for no, no. I'm years? talking. I'm talking okay. old school '80s. Roger okay. Stern, Mark Silvestri, and it was the X Men versus the Avengers, and they're fighting over the asteroid M has plummeted to the Earth, and they're fighting over it. And Magneto's with the X Men, obviously, but the Soviet super soldiers come in because they want to arrest Magneto. And I just remember seeing Mark Silvestri draw Ursa Major, and I'm like, oh my god. Is that a giant talking bear fighting She-Hulk? Because this is the greatest thing ever. And at one point, he's knocked unconscious. And it awakens something deep inside it you. Did, yeah, okay. It awakens something very deep inside you that you could never truly is. I, I did. I totally became Dean Pelton from Community. I'm like, oh, I'm like <laughs> that's a guy at that exact moment. So there, but there's this great moment Sylvester draws where She-Hulk knocks him out. And he turns into a naked human. And she makes a funny She-Hulk comment about that. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's the coolest character ever. So I actually have loved him ever since then. But as we will get to probably a little bit later in the episode, he's got even better appearances in very recent comics by uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Jason Aaron. Again, I want to say I love Jason Aaron. I love him. He's such a good he's such a good man. I would I would let him be my my child's godfather if I knew him personally. (laughs) (laughs) That took an interesting turn. Specifically based on his uh, Ghost Rider run, specifically. But then more based off of his Thor run. Specifically the God Butcher saga. Oh, yeah. And the God Bomb saga. I, and his, uh, I have to say, though, if we're doing a quick Jason Aaron thing. As much as I love, 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 love his Thor work, which is probably going to be his defining work, his Wolverine in the X-Men book is still my favorite. Like, that's my favorite X-Men book of the last 20 oh, years. Wolverine in the X-Men Wolverine and X-Men is so good. It's so good. It's As sweet well. and funny and just inventive and awesome. But that's that's enough it, about you. It, it, <laughs> it got to... Sorry, one more thing. It got to the heart of why I think Wolverine is a good character, but people don't focus on yep. a lot. How he is actually a very sweet and nurturing person who was hurt, and he hides behind a, a gruff exterior, but he's actually a very sweet, kind person who just wants to protect people around him. Well, and this actually fits nicely with Ursa Major because Wolverine is a Wolverine who turns into a man. It <laughs> just as Ursa oh, Major is a bear mm. who turns into a bear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Based off of some the Wolverine runs, he's actually a lupine that turned into a human. <laughs> I, I, I don't acknowledge those those comics. I don't know of what you speak. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you sure you don't love Romulus? Oh, no. The Wolverine, that is too much Wolverine? <laughs> He's too extreme. He's Wolverine on 11. <laughs> He's what if Wolverine, but other Wolverines? <laughs> and also, not a Wolverine, but a dog thing? I do want to see a team-up book now, though, of Wolverine and Ursa Major. And they can just... That's a thing... That's the thing that might happen. Like, well, like the like the direction they're going in with bringing Wolverine back, I like a lot more than they do with the resurrections of everyone else. Certain characters, everyone else. Yeah, I'm just upset that he's coming back as Wolverine, and we don't have Laura Kinney. As oh the, my uh, god, the the Tom Taylor Wolverine book with Laura Kenny and and with Gabby is the greatest Wolverine series since the original Claremont miniseries with Frank Miller. Like, it's the best. 
also had the best sh- best schnick I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like there's only so many ways you can draw that, but they did the best in that one. Well, so and it only was because she has two claws instead of three. Speaking of characters with a really nice schnick, what about Ursa Major? <laughs> oh well, um, he's not in bear form in this picture for some reason. He just looks like a gruff Russian man. That's his altered form. <laughs> or his original form. Um, his name is Mikhail. Mik- Mikhail. How do you how do you say that with a Russian accent? Uh, Mikhail. Mikhail. No, no, you have to say it certain ways. Mik- I may, maybe I'm, I'm putting too much um. Too much phlegm. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting too much phlegm in the wrong place. I think it's the I. You have to manipulate that. Just Mikhail. It's like it's manipulating Mikhail. the vowel. Mikhail. Oh. Mikhail, uh, pronunciation. I'm gonna. Are you seriously looking? Pronounce this right. <laughs> yes, dude. I'm from the '80s. I grew up with Mikhail Baryshnikov. I watched an action movie with him and Gregory Hines. So I, I'm I'm steeped in Mikhail's, uh, you know, mythology. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe I want to learn from someone else. <laughs> but but a, a brief plug for White Knights, a very underrated '80s action movie starring two dancers. <laughs> okay, just one moment. Are you looking up White Knights? Are you are you a big Bershnikov, Gregory Hines fan? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking up how to say Mikhail in a Russian way. <laughs> this might be the weirdest vamping that's ever happened. Like I've <laughs> while you're you're quietly looking up how to say a word we've said five times already. I'm opining on the greatness of a really weird <laughs> '80s action movie, all under the auspices of talking about a bear who turns into a man. This is this might be the best moment in 21st century pop culture. <laughs> Okay, Mikhail. Okay, so you just drag the A? Yep, yep. Specifically from a Russian man. He was I was looking at him say his own name. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Mikhail. But it's saying it too wrong. Never mind. Uh Ursa. Or his name actually it was uh Urlakovich was his last name, but he also goes by Ursus. He is a uh Soviet government agent, soon Russian agent. Mm-hmm. Because the Soviet Soviets don't exist anymore, unless you talk to Vladimir Putin, who's trying really hard to get them back. He's doing his best. Power. Yep. Doing his best, and oh boy, he's doing pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is a Soviet citizen with no uh, criminal record. Um, Code name is own language. Balshoy Mc. (laughs) Are we doing this again? Why did you even try? Why did you even try? Jesse. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> There's not a lot out about this. I can vamp a little bit. Well, his, I, I think the pronunciation of his of his code name in Russian is man who turns into bear. <laughs> or bear well, turns great, into man. It's great bear, first off, <laughs> in his own name. He's a good bear. Um, okay. I don't know if it's he's great. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's too late for me to kick you off. You've done too much. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I went right to dad joke and you had to take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, mi- I don't mind dad jokes, but you have to put a little bit more panache on no, it. No, no, just... no. I went base. I went low. I went lowbrow. <laughs> so, so he's a mutant though, right? Uh, we're, we're getting to that. I'm not even to that point yet. <laughs> But yes, he's like one of the uh, one of the first uh, known mutants to be alive in early 20th century Russia. Well, he's one of the few they don't kill. That's actually, I think, a really interesting yeah, part of his yeah. backstory. Well, that's why I said that's why I said 
known to stay alive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because um, Stalin apparently didn't really didn't like him. Um, I'm t- he's great bear. I'm not even going to try. Um, he was born in Russian place, Soviet Russia. Or the USSR. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Let's just make a deal not to pronounce anything Russian in this episode. <laughs> well, okay, I have to try once. Okay. <laughs> Blagovshiknik. That was good. That sounds right. There, there's so many S's and H's in that. <laughs> <laughs> and SK's. Um, yeah, so he's single. So why can I only do that every once in a while? I try to do the sexy growl. They can only do it like half the time. <laughs> or some major brings it out. <laughs> Yeah. No, he prevents it, apparently. Got it. There you go. Mm, Okay. Um, No known relatives. uh, Member of the Soviet super soldiers. um, Base of operations is Russian named USSR. And first appeared in the amazing... The amazing, I guess. The amazing, the incredible Hulk. (laughs) the, The incredible Hulk. And there is Cover Piece Theater. Cover Peace Theater. Okay, to set the scene, um, Ursa Ursa Major is just like just grabbing on Hulk and just bullying him like he's in middle school. Oh yeah, by having by holding the Hulk back and like the Crimson Dynamo is just punching him, and like Vanguard is just like, hey, I could cut you with a sickle, maybe. <laughs> Vanguard's like, and, I have and- a force field. <laughs> <laughs> and uh dark star is just like hey i'm here i'm here to defect <laughs> yes and uh what does ursa major say he says you may be the strongest one there is hulk but there's more than one of the soviet super soldiers he's pretty badass too he looks pretty he looks pretty scary i mean you didn't do the russian thing i specifically asked you to do well, that was my Russian, but you know <laughs> That was- oh, so you're you're a guy who moved to Russia recently? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was my Russian by way of Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me let me try this. You may be strongest one there is Hulk, but there okay, lost it. Wait, yeah, yeah. That was more less Russian and more count. And more the, Eastern. No, that was more the count from Sesame Street. You were like, that, there's that one. was more. <laughs> there's one. No, one see, I was one Hulk, and there are three, <laughs> three, three Soviet super soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> One, two hands pounding you. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're finally going to talk about him. <laughs> 15 minutes <laughs> Let's in. Let's get to him. Let's get to this guy. So, Mikhail uh, Ursus was one of the first known uh, mutants born in the Soviet uh, Soviet Russia, or Soviet, uh, in, in the 20th century to survive past childhood. Up to the time of his birth, the Soviet... Uh, Government performed euthanasia on all mutants before first manifestation of their superhuman powers. Real heavy. It's pretty, well, it's pretty, it is pretty messed up. I mean, I like the fact that they're tying his origin to actual events in the Soviet Union at the time. It's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's not it's not the purges are not cool, but you know, it's it's a nice little touch to to round him out as a character. I think we have it on record. You think it's pretty good to <laughs> euthanize children. <laughs> we have that it would, on record. That be, yeah, the, the, the purge was cool. <laughs> yeah. You saved me some time. Uh, due, uh, due to efforts of the scientist Pieter Phobos. I wonder if he's a bad guy. Yeah, with a name like Professor Phobos, you're pretty much... No, Pieter. Pieter well, he's also a, he's a scientist, right? But, 
No, he's not necessarily a professor. Yeah, anybody who's a scientist is a professor <laughs> in, in comics. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, that's not even Russian. You could at least Russian it up. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's full Greek. They didn't even pretend. They didn't even make it like Phobosanich <laughs> or something. Yeah, they could have put a niche at yeah, the end. Yeah, they been like, okay, so it's Son of Fear. Yeah. And he, everything is Russian if you had put a niche at the end. <laughs> well, I did. I did realize the other day that uh, that they they uh, they do change the last name based off of gender in Russia. So if it's like a Skaya or like an A at the end, it it's uh, female, and then if it's the uh, hard K or C or something, it's male. Yeah, normally. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Russia is really hard to learn. I wanted to learn it at one time. What do they, but, um, what do, they do if it's a it makes bear? No sense. <laughs> um, they they just uh, say, I don't know, do something. You're a big bear. We're You're Russians. a big bear. Do whatever you want. Due to the eff- uh, efforts of the scientist uh, Peter, which is going to be the name of my first son, by the way, Peter Phobos, uh, the <laughs> government made uh, made t- was made to see the potential value of superhuman serving the state. And Phobos opened up a private school to train mutants. You think they would have learned that earlier since they had a whole country that had superheroes. Yeah. Yeah, they they do get it a little late. But I do like that this is kind of a, a reverse – well, not reverse. This is sort of the Russian version of Prof- Professor X's school. Except it's probably safer. And there are probably better it's- lessons to learn. And also, maybe the the headmaster is not creeping on the fifteen year old girl. Oh, we don't, again, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, we talk about it. I need to remind people that if Professor X started out as a bad man, it continued to be a bad man. I, it never happened in my head, Canon. <laughs> so, um, Ursus was among the first of many mutants trained by Phobos. Unknown to his students in the Soviet government, he built a device to siphon off energy. Phobos built a device to siphon off energy of his own students to give himself artificial powers of his own. The, mm, I don't know. Is that better than Professor X? It's a, I think it's on the same level. Yeah, it's about as bad. He did brainwash a bunch of uh, kids to forget, forget about their uh, friends that he sent on a suicide mission. Yeah. And also made Scott forget about an entire brother. Yeah. And he, he like paramilitarized children. So they're, they're, I would say they're on the same plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phobos explained their deaths as training casualties. Yikes. <laughs> That's the second a Red Guardian discovered Phobos's activity and he made and he managed to overpower her and went into hiding. And uh giving two of his students totems uh on which he could siphon powers their powers. So that was Dark Star, uh Red Guardian and Vanguard, who they're talking about. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk about the really fun run of uh, Defenders and Red Guardian 2, mm-hmm. listen to Red Guardian. It's the second one. Uh, following certain field work, three of the best trained students of Phobos' school were reunited and organized by the government to form the elite Soviet super soldiers. Ursa was given the code Ursa Major. Sorry, Ursus, Ursus, or Orsus. They got it eventually. Ursus was given the cold Ursa Major. Uh, and the first big mission of the Soviet super soldiers were to examine the con- uh, contained radioactive area known as the Forbidden Zone, where you could find the remains of the Statue of Liberty and also the underground base of hyper evolved humans. Very nice. 
Yes, there it is. And this is pre-Chernobyl. Yes, I think so. No, no, totally Maybe? is. It's pre-Chernobyl. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. Um, And also post the apes taking over the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were discovered... There, they discovered their former uh, teacher engaging in radioactive contam- contamination of all the Soviet Union in order to foster the birth of more mutants. Who could, who, whose powers he could eventually siphon? Uh, they were aided by the Hulk, uh, to, th- and they thwarted Phobos's plan and brought him before the government to stand trial. Um, and by the way, that's not the Phobos that is uh, Ares, Ares's son. No, no. This is doesn't this guy become the presence? I'm pretty sure. Yes, he, he becomes the presence. Yeah, yeah. Phobos, which he basically brainwashes uh, the Red Guardian too into loving him as well, oh. because they apparently were lovers at one point, and she didn't like him. So, like somewhere around this time, he brainwashed her into becoming his bride, so he could populate the Earth with more mutants. I forgot about that part. All I, all I remember him as is the super radioactive, like, like he he appears and crops and people die. And in I remember from the Kang War by the Avengers by Busick and uh, Perez. But but yeah, he's a he's a, a I, I didn't know this whole crazy backstory that he had. So that's that's interesting. And I do like again, it, it pairs nicely with the the Red Room from the Black Widow origins, right? Like there's the fact that there's these underground Soviet schools training, you know, mutants and assassins. It's it's pretty cool. There's a lot of storytelling there. Yeah. And there's no way that Putin's not doing that right now. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Um although the Soviet super soldiers were resolved to remain together as a team, uh they they vowed to never unquestionably serve the state. Uh they subsequently undertook a one government uh mission, but generally act independently. And uh they're currently based in a scientific fortress in the region of the uh the Forbidden Zone. So, do you want to get into any of his later stuff? Because I do. Yeah, me too. So I, again, as I said at the start of the episode, he was my favorite Soviet super soldier visually, you know, just because, again, super cool bear, bear guy. But it, recently, in uh, Jason Aaron, the great Jason Aaron, in his Avengers run, he had the Avengers Namor uh, strikes out against a group of Russians in a. I think it, are they in a submarine? It's very similar to Magneto. So, um, I th- so if I'm remembering correctly, it was. I think it was like a one of the hydro bases that um Stingray set up uh-huh. that was in Russian water. Oh, okay. And so so anyway, there's a conflict, and Namor is is acting out against the surface world, which is a big storyline right now. In Jason Aaron's Avengers and in Chip Zdarsky's Invaders book, which is fantastic. And the Avengers go to stop him and the Soviet super soldiers show up and there's a a nice fight. And after all of this, the Avengers decide to become sort of an international team. And Black Panther is their leader. And he decides to bring a group of like, I don't know, stakeholders together, like a group to meet and discuss and kind of assuage fears. And the Soviets send Ursa Major to this meeting. Oh, and he gets, I love him. It's so good. He gets full on wasted and just is super sarcastic and undercuts everything happening in the meeting. And then at one point, like, just, just, just wipes the table out of the food and the booze. And then he's like, peace out. Like, he's like, I was literally, they literally sent him there just to be disruptive and a big, drunk, angry bear. 
and he fulfills it beautifully. So, so that is one of the more recent appearances of Ursa Major, and I loved it. I did you? You're a big Jason Aaron fan. Did you read that issue too? Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love and the thing. Another thing I love is they brought. I think he made like I don't remember if he made them up, but the Russian version of Vision. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't. Don't think that that. I think that was an original character. I think. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that guy's been around for decades. Oh, okay. Then he wasn't around a lot because I do not remember him at all. Yeah, no, he's in um, the, the original X-Men versus Avengers mini from the 80s. Yeah, he's been around oh, a lot. He's been around a lot. And then the the, uh, the Slavic Thunder God. Mm-hmm. Also been and around then a lot. There's, yeah, and then also the uh, Chernobog, who is the Slavic God of Misfortune and Chaos, and uh, one of the reasons why the they quote unquote lost is because the two gods were fighting with each other. <laughs> um, and uh, who else was there? Of course, there was a uh, the new vanguard, mm-hmm. not the very obvious hammer and sickle vanguard. Uh, Dark Star. It's really good, and they're they what they seem to be doing at least right now is uh, Jason Aaron after doing like he's putting a lot of seeds in the ground oh yeah and letting you forget about them a little bit then like letting them blossom um the uh great thing he did recently and this is turning into jason aaron cast by the way <laughs> um uh is uh he just finished the uh vampire run like story run of avengers um and uh Baron Shadow. It's basically it was a team of vampires who were trying to take over the vampires world, um, and it had ba- uh, Baroness Blood, who was related to Baron Blood somehow. I forget exactly how, but there is. Then there's um, Sarge, which is like a hell dog. Um, I can't remember all their names off the top of my head. But Sergeant Shadow, not Sergeant Shadow, uh, Colonel Shadow has a cut-off sentient piece of man thing Mm -hmm. on his shoulders, so he never runs out of wood and stake so he can kill all the vampires. It's super cool. And, uh, spoiler alert, this just came out, well, for you anyway, uh, Blade frees it and uses him as, like, basically, like, sword arms (laughs) to kill. (sighs) And it's called Boy Thing as well. Yeah. It's so awesome. Jason Aaron's Avengers run is so good. I love Jason Aaron. Oh my god. So it's so good. And uh but um he's going to be bringing back the Squadron Sinister. Yep. Well, actually um, it's the Squadron Supreme of DC, Supreme. right? Or America. Squadron Supreme of America. That's Supreme what they're America. calling him. But there's the Squadron Sinister. Nah, we don't so, know for sure. It's a, it is the Squadron There's no way it's not the Squadron Sinister. I don't know, man. I don't sure. I don't know. The Squadron Supreme can be pretty sinister. <laughs> I, I, it might <laughs> It could. There's no way they oh, they only use the squadron sinister. Like it looks like the squadron sinister. Like Hyperion had a very evil look on his face. <laughs> he had the, the evil mustache. And so so yeah, Jason Aaron's runs amazing. But did you read? So so Ursa Major has another major uh, recent appearance. Did you read the Tales of Suspense miniseries? Uh, it was Matt Rosenberg and Travel Foreman. No, okay. I did not. When did it come out? So it's right after Secret Empire, and it's it picks. It's a five issue miniseries. It picks up uh, Hawkeye. So in Secret Empire, Black Widow is killed by the evil Captain America, the leader of Hydra, and this miniseries picks up with Hawkeye and Bucky Barnes, a Winter Soldier, both men who have loved the Black Widow, basically out to 
avenge, you know, get revenge on Hydra for this. And they're kind of killing Hydra, well, Winter Soldier's killing Hydra soldiers and Hawkeye's, you know, kind of firing arrows into their bodies, but not killing them. And it, and then it suddenly, it very suddenly, these men are getting assassinated in a way that appears to, to show that the Black Widow's alive. So it's this five issue miniseries where they go on a hunt to see if she's alive. And at one point, they, they pair up with her. She is alive. And they get to, they go into the Soviet, former Soviet Union. They go into Russia. Cause she's like, I want answers on how I'm alive. I died. She goes, I remember dying. I heard my neck break. And they bust into this facility, this Russian facility, and Ursa Major is there at this table just fully getting drunk, like just eating beer bottles. And then she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you finally found me. And what it turns out was happening was, you know, there's always been this question of how the Black Widow is the age that she is, because it canonically, she was a child in the 40s. I mean, they they actually got her out of like, like uh, Bolshevik Revolution Russia. And so people have always been like, wait, how is she still as a young hero? And there's always been these theories like, oh, she has the infinity formula, like Nick Fury or something. So Rosenberg answers the question. And it turns out the Soviets have just been cloning her and cloning her and cloning her. And she has died a ton of times. And they have this process to transfer her memories in. And to kind of, and each time they transfer her memories in, they try to make her subservient to, to Russians again, which explains some of the weird heel turns she's taken over the decades. But Ursa Major... They're holding him captive and making him kind of participate in this. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. I need more vodka. So he purposely sabotages the most recent clone after Secret Empire so that she's the fully autonomous Black Widow. And then she shows up and together they blow up all the other clones and the equipment. So she's now the last Black Widow. Like if she dies again, she's dead forever-ish. But it is great because it is another super drunk, super funny Ursa Major who's like, kind of a selfish good guy. So it's pretty awesome. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. It also actually weirdly speaking of, um, we, you know, recently did Eunice the Untouchable. Uh, Skids is actually in the miniseries. The, the, oh. oh yeah, the New Mutants character with the force field. So, so it's really worth checking out. It's only five issues. It's really good. I just put it on my, um, my wish list. Yeah, on it's good. Uh, so let's get to the end of his deets. Um, so he's six three, untransformed. Transformed, he is seven five. Um, he's let's let's just not pretend he's a human at all. Um, <laughs> he's nine hundred. He's nine hundred and fifty pounds. Yep. Uh, has brown eyes and brown hair. Um, and poops in the he woods. He can lift about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, he like he can lift about a ton. Okay, they've made him stronger than uh, that. Okay. They have to. Oh, yeah. They've made him way stronger than that. Because, like, it says he could lift about a ton under... Which, don't get me wrong. That's really strong. But... There's just random people who run into the power broker and works for him for six months who has more super strength than that. No, they've they've jacked him up. I mean, he's gone toe-to-toe with Iron Man and... He's gone toe-to-toe with Sasquatch from, from Alpha Flight. I mean, they've kind of done what they do with all the super strong characters over the years. They've creeped him up. And uh, and it's power creep. I'd say I would say he's probably, I mean, to borrow kind of Marvel face rip, I would say he's probably like class 50. Like I'd say he's a 50 ton kind of guy now. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Cause once I start getting into like in like a couple of years or so, once I start getting into the more modern handbooks, I have no idea how I'm gonna be doing the deets for him. Yeah, like the like I hate that power thing. They have the the little 
graph thing. Because mm-hmm. it means nothing for so many characters. Yeah. It means nothing. It's just like, okay, Hulk is really strong. What does that tell me? There's another really strong person that are almost as strong. Mm-hmm. But like, like, and I know it's supposed to be like basically like 10 tons per. Yeah. So like, you know, but at the same time, like it tells me almost nothing. So, but that's just a gripe I've had since I was a tiny child <laughs> uh, when they introduced it in the 90s. Uh, so, yeah, he could transform. It takes about 10 seconds. Um, he's a uh, adult Serbian bear. So, he's a Serbian bear. So, he's a region Pacific type of bear. Um, he has most of his human intelligence and ability to speak as animal form. Although he probably does play some really good pranks. <laughs> and uh, and no one knows where the added 700 pounds of muscle and tissue, bone, and hair come from when he's not in bear form. <laughs> it could lead to some so, theories. Like, if he's ever human, it's just like, it's like where does it go? <laughs> I'm going to say a pocket dimension inside of his belly? Yeah, maybe that works. Eh, why not? It's the same place where all the Hulk stuff comes from. Yeah, or Hank Pym. A pocket dimension in its belly. Yeah. The answer to any comic book question is always pocket dimension. The greater question is... anyone that gets bigger. Yeah. Anyone that gets bigger has a pocket dimension in their belly that keeps all of the stuff, and then it comes out of their belly. Yeah, it makes total sense. The better question is, why does he ever transform back to human at all? I mean, I think... And I I don't think he... I mean, in Jason Aaron's world, he's all bare all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Yeah. Honestly. Well, most of the transformational characters, like, eventually they're just like, I like this form more, so I'm just never going to leave it. Uh, a la She-Hulk, Tigra. Well, Tigra, Tigra technically wasn't, and then she decided that she wanted to be a cat person full-time. Which I would probably I would as too. well. Oh, yeah. Um, I would probably be a bear, maybe, as well. <laughs> uh, and I have to, I have to end this episode now, because okay. I'm running into another recording thing. So... Do you want to? So yeah, uh, Ursa Major, good. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, do your plugs. I'm not. I'm just not going to do them. Okay. for me. Uh, so I'm Sean Ross. I'm from the Pulp to Pixel Podcast Network. Uh, we have a show, great show called Secret Wars and Beyond, where we cover the Secret Wars miniseries from Marvel. We have a great show called What If Cast, where we cover both volumes of What If, and and uh, yeah, give us a listen. Yeah. Um. If you want to see the people we're talking about, I have the links in the description. Um, it's pretty much same each episode. So, you know, just go in the description or listen to the previous episodes. Um, I do have to end this podcast in like less than three minutes. So, um, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight and please listen to uh, Prince Namor and don't toot that horn. Bye.